Good afternoon or good evening or good morning, depending on when you are watching this. Maybe you were sitting around, it's two o'clock in the morning, you can't sleep, you have insomnia, and you thought, wow, I wonder if the newest episode of One Cardinal, One Cub, and One Beer is on, and lo and behold, here we are. So, sorry, sorry, dude, you're up late, or sorry, ma'am, that you're up late. I struggle with insomnia sometimes myself, I know where you're at, but nothing can put you to sleep like a good episode of One Cardinal, One Cub, and One Beer. And I want to remind you all to like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. You can contact us through one card, one cub, one beer at gmail.com. Please subscribe to our page. Be one of our Patreons who support us so we can do some great and fantastic things like maybe go to the moon, like maybe go under the sea, or maybe just buy a few things, do some advertising, I don't know, something. But anyway, uh, please support us through Patreon. And uh, remember, you uh, can... Uh, like our or subscribe to our YouTube channel by clicking on the icon at the bottom right-hand corner. Uh, did anybody win the trivia? No, we had 10 guesses. People were so close. Can, 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 I, can I do another question? Can I do another hint? The final please, hint? Please. Okay, because yes. I've been thinking about this. Sixth hint, everyone. Here's the sixth hint. Now, tell everybody the previous hints that you've given. All right, the previous hints are... It's a cardinal hitter of note. An average fan would know this name if they heard it. The player played his with the Cardinals between 1970 and 2000. So somewhere in there, this player played an outfielder of note, and he played on one of the World Series teams in the 1980s. And that's your, the hints we have so far. And the final hint is this. You never heard one of his interviews. And if that doesn't give it away, I don't know what will. Yes. So, and you're playing for the 2014 Michael Walker bobblehead. You know, I'm yes. a bobblehead freak. This is a good bobblehead right here. Retails hey, about 40 bucks, I'd say. Uh, Walker had a good outing the other day. Uh, oh, yeah. We and strikeouts. Yeah, I, I said, you know, I, I wish the Cubs would pick him up. They didn't. But anyway, uh, kudos to uh, Michael Walker. Um, such great stuff. He's had so many, so many obstacles to overcome in his career and uh hopefully you know he had a good year last year had, had still had a little injury problem but hopefully uh this year he will he'll be a major contributor um we had a um our first and i shouldn't say our we had a first a uh, road trip that one of our members took and uh jj and brody they went to milwaukee jj how was your trip we had a fantastic time. I recommend this trip to all of our listeners, all the Cardinals, all the Cubs, and all the beer drinkers. Lots of beer up there in Milwaukee. Fantastic. This stadium is great. It's a good place to go because they can't have a rain out. It's like a retractable roof if it's a really cold day. When we got up to, we left here, it was 65 degrees. We got up there, we could see our breath. It was 38 degrees. Uh, and in April, which is not that uncommon up there, but the game cannot be rained out. So a lot of people plan baseball trips around Milwaukee. Great fans. First of all, the parking. If you've ever been to Kansas City, it's really easy parking. It's just a big parking lot around the stadium. And uh, I saw a sign, Vince. This this may hurt a little. It said weekends and Cub games, 40 bucks to park. They jack up the prices when the Cubs come in. 
you know yeah what the heck man and i asked the fans what persecute us they persecute they love us to get to the cubs now they like to beat the cardinals too but it means a little extra with the cubs because i think a lot of cub fans travel up there how much was parking for for just a normal game 20 for for your game why 20 20. so the cubs are worth twice as much as you that's they they unless it's a weekend then we're all the same yeah but we're, we're <laughs> smashed, so. now these people know how to do it it's like a football game they get out there about four hours before the game and they're tailgating they've got speakers with the brewer emblems on it and and playing games out there uh the one with the the thing where you're plugging the sandbags through the little hole on the ramp. They're out there. They're barbecuing. Oh, it smells fantastic. It's it's just a big party out there. And I talked to 20 Cub fans about who they dislike more. I said, I I know you don't uh, like us. You meant Brewer fans. Brewer fans. Yeah, what did I say? Cub fans. You oh, said Cub, Cub fans. fans. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. So I asked the Brewer fans, who do you dislike more, Cardinals? And I said, please, you, you can't hurt my feelings. I understand if it's us. Or Cubs. And they said, oh, every single one of them, 100% of them, Cubs. They said, oh. I said, why? And they said, well, they're loud. They just love to rub anything in our face. And they said, the Cardinals are very respectful. The fans are very respectful. So, Vince, I'm telling you, that's what they said. I'm not I'm not making any of this up. So, that was one of the things right there. Um, and, and they're very polite and nice. And I mentioned the tailgating. I saw a lot of jerseys. You mentioned one of the things you liked about St. Louis fans is you go to the ballpark and you see all these jerseys. Um, the the players nowadays, you see a lot of, uh, a lot of, um, oh, uh, let's see, who was it? Uh, Willie Adamas, the shortstop. That kid, I become a fan. That kid is a great player. Uh, matter of fact, on their scorecard, this is what their scorecards look like. Uh, wow. it's, it's commemorating him and Robin Yout they both hit 31 home runs as a shortstop, and that's the Brewer record. So anyway, I think that I think their uh, scorecards look pretty cool. Looks kinda nice. Got, got like a Norman Rockwell kind of look to it. And the other one is Yelich. And uh, uh, the guy behind me said he got his at a yard sale for $10, his Yelich jersey. But I did see a lot of Paul Molitors, uh, Robin Youts, Gorman Thomas, uh, and... Um, and Ryan Braun saw a lot of Ryan Braun jerseys out there. Mm. A lot of card, a lot of card, <laughs> a lot of Cardinal fans were there. Now Saturday they had a special giveaway, and I got there three. Me and Brody got there three hours early. We thought, oh, we'll get there early. We won't have a problem. But uh, up there in Milwaukee, their Milwaukee Bucks are hugely popular, and I, I've got this jersey here. This was the giveaway, and it was sold out, and everybody wanted this uh, Brew Crew jersey and vince watch me mess this name up Giannis uh ataka manuku greek freak the greek freak yes so we did get one of those and uh people were offering us 40 bucks to buy them but i thought hey that's a great souvenir we'll go ahead and keep that uh they have a uh what is great is they have a certain temperature they'll close the roof if it's nice outside they open it they let you know well in advance they let you take things into the ballpark as long as it's a clear bag a plastic bottle that's not been opened or any bag of like chips 
or uh, candy that's not been opened, you can take it in the ballpark. They'll look in there and make sure everything's okay. Very good about that. I like that because, you know, the ballpark prices are pretty steep. Um, let's see. So, oh, their mascot. Okay, you guys got the Cub. We got the Fred Bird. And they've got this uh, Bernie guy that lives in a chateau in left field. He kind of looks like a barbershop quartet guy with a big yellow mustache. Uh, slides down the slide when they hit a home run. They got fireworks going off in there. That's pretty cool. I wanted to take a tour of the ballpark on Monday, but they have a, a big concert coming up and they were fixing the stadium up for the concert. So they weren't giving any tours. So I didn't get to take a tour because I wanted to go up there and slide down the slide. If it, if it had, Oh, go ahead, Vince. I remember in the old park, they had the slide and he went down into a beer, a giant yes. beer sign. They no beer. They don't do that anymore because they thought it, it promoted alcoholism or drinking or something. Well, and they got beer signs. They're all the brewers. <laughs> I know. I I don't know. Maybe there's a few kids that say, well, you know, Bernie says don't do it. So <laughs> uh, when they come out, especially when the roof is on, I we Saturday's game with the roof was on Sunday, the roof was open for the one fifteen afternoon game. It was beautiful. It was about 68 degrees, the the sun. And if you ever get tickets, get them on the right side of the field because the left side gets the sunlight right on them. The, the right side is on the in the shade. Uh, it was great. We were 16 rows behind home plate. Uh, just great. Um, I think the park just looks better with it open. Uh, like I said, there's fireworks. Bernie's sliding down the slide. Um, now, what they have to eat up there. They got some different little treats up there. They're so, they always brag. I got a brat with, uh, you know, because they're big on their brats and their sauerkraut. And they went, no, this was made here. This is fresh sauerkraut. Do you like the sauerkraut? Huh? Do you like it? So they were just going crazy about their sauerkraut. But um, anyway, they had, uh, uh, they got cheese curds up there with like a ranch dressing. You can dip them in. Really, really good. Any kind of cheese or dairy products or frozen custard, fantastic. Um, when the, when the Brewers hit a home run, you know, the, the Green Bay Packer fans, they got that cheese head thing. They put it on and they go through the, down the dugout, everybody pats them on the back. So that's kind of a thing they do. And they have sausage and bacon omelets at the ballpark. I never heard of anybody having omelets at the ballpark. Hmm. So anyway, the ballpark's been there since 2001. Um, and, uh, let's see. Oh, there's a thing in the ballpark called the, <laughs> you're, you're going to make a joke about this, the Bud Seelig experience. It's free to go into. <laughs> it, yeah, it talks about uh, running out of players and calling it a tie, I guess is what it does. But it talks about keeping baseball in Milwaukee and the history of baseball in the city of Milwaukee. And uh, I did not get to go to that. I, I didn't know my way around the ballpark too much. I thought I'd see it during the tour and we didn't get a tour. You and said you did not get to go to that or you did not have to go to that. I didn't have to go to it. Okay, there you go. Yes, yes. But I saw a video on YouTube about it. It looked pretty interesting. I guess if you had nothing else to do, you know, you were heavily sedated. You could sit in there for a while and let it, you know, let your medication wear off. Um, so anyway, I got a few goodies at the ballpark. Uh, you know me. I got the pocket schedule. Got a Corbin Burns on it. One of their big stars who may not be there after this year. Bunch of stickers, brew crew and all that on there. And a couple patches. I got the old county stadium. There we go. 
that patch. Yeah. And one with Wisconsin and the old M on there. I kind of I love their new emblem with the uh, baseball mitt with the ball in it. It looks like the M and a B. Love that. So I recommend everybody going up there. The tickets are priced reasonable, and uh, it's a good time. And I'll tell you what, if anything's going on, uh, usually, I mean, it holds, uh, I believe, 42,000, and usually there's about 32,000 in it. So there's always a seat to be had if you go up there. So that's my now, report. I sent uh, I sent JJ and I actually called him on Saturday, mm -hmm. and JJ says I might be a wanted man. <laughs> Tell us of this crime spree that you went on on your trip to Milwaukee. I was I had the GPS on. I'm watching the roads. All the signs are everywhere, and uh, the first thing they have toll roads up there, and I'm used to the ones in Florida where it's the toll booths are all the way across. Well, I was driving and all of a sudden it said authorized vehicles. And I thought, are we authorized? Are we unauthorized? Which is it? Well, by the time we were already past it, apparently we were an uh, authorized vehicle. We were supposed to pay our toll. So I went on that toll road twice and I haven't paid anything yet. That's right. That's right. Joe Biden, come after me, baby. No, I'm paying. I got that. You can do it online. I, you can do it online. So that's what I'm going to do. But I didn't know where to pull over or stop or anything. And and the other thing was, uh, they had here in Missouri, when you come to a red light, as long as it's clear, you can make a right turn. Well, not in Milwaukee. I was a car length turned and it said no, no turns on red light. So uh, this may be my last show or I'll be doing it in pinstripes next week. When you Ignorance of the law is no excuse. No excuse. No excuse. Those of you who do have a clean criminal record, if you would like to audition for <laughs> replacement of JJ, send me a tape. Just uh, stand in front of a microphone and say the Cardinals are awesome. And we'll we'll uh, we'll see where it goes from there. Anyway, I'm shaving the mustache. I'm, sh I'm going incognito. I'm going to shave the mustache, you know, and maybe better. color my color my sideburns. You better. They won't know who I am. Yeah, you I get a rainbow wig or something. I mean, <laughs> oh man. Okay, and JJ and Brody they documented their experience, and we have right now the world premiere of the video on the road with JJ and Brody. <laughs> recording for one cardinal one cub one beer we're right here at american family field ready to see the cardinals take on the brewers let's do it Six nothing. How you feeling? Feel pretty good. We're hanging in there, guys. Great ballpark. Really nice. Where are you going? Vince, we're doing the wave here. Look out! Stop it! Stop it!
they got the roof open today. Check that out. Hey Brody, you got your your hat signed. Show me. Who signed it? Oh, very cool. Bernie Bruce is wearing his Easter attire. JJ, tell me what's going on in Cardinal Land. Well, you know everybody's panicking. Not everybody, but the the, the uh, loud minority is very vocal right now. We that first week, you know, we took two out of three against Toronto, and then we got swept by the Braves, so two and four. So we go on the road. We're going to Milwaukee, then we're going to Colorado, and hopefully everything new scenery, maybe things will change. Well, you know, there's an old adage: if you win. If you win on the road and you play 500 ball on the road, and when the series is at home, you'll be like 94 wins at the end of the year. And, you know, being two and four is not the end of the world. But we go to Milwaukee, and on that Friday, um, we uh, we go on the road. We uh, we lose four to nothing to Milwaukee. We, we just weren't hitting. They were hitting. They had good pitching. And Milwaukee's got great pitching. Uh, Milwaukee had nine hits and the Cardinals just had five. I'm not going to beat you guys up with all these numbers and everything, but basically uh, Brandon Woodruff just, he just didn't have it. He, um, he went five and a third, four Ks, two walks. Um, he just, it, it just wasn't very good. Uh, Arenado went two for four. We're hitting. We, I mean, we've got guys that are hit, hitting, but the Brewers were just hot, uh, hotter and better. Uh, Willie Adonis had a home run, and the fans seemed to love him up there. And Yelich looks better. We talked about if the Brewers are going to do good, Yelich is going to have to have a good year, and he's looking much better fielding and hitting. And uh, Packy Notting was Packy Notting was taken out of the game with uh, shoulder stiffness, so that's not good. Um, I, I will say this: I think our hitting has been very good. Our running's been great. Our defense. And our bullpen's great. It's just our pitching, our starting pitching. They can't keep us in the game so far. So now we're uh, two and uh, two and five. <clears throat> That's pretty rough. But game two, the Saturday game, we went to the, uh, the roof is closed, and Jordan Montgomery goes seven innings and does not give up a run. 
we needed that start so much. Our bullpen got the rest a little. He had nine Ks and two walks. We had home runs by Arenado, his 301st. And uh, Jordan Walker got his second home run. And I tell you what, Vince, it's a pleasure watching this young kid play. He's looking uh, beyond his years with his at-bats. The only thing is he's a free swinger. He don't take any walks. He's either getting a put it in play or strike it out. But he's going up there swinging at bat. I appreciate that. Uh, Zach Thomas and Verhagen had two shutout innings in the bullpen. Our bullpen, like I said, looked good. They had 43,000 people that packed that house because of the uh, the Greek freak t uh, jersey they were giving away. And Arenado hit his 300th home run last week. And uh, the list of Major League Baseball players with 300 home runs and 10 gold gloves is very short. So I'm going to list these guys. It's a very short list of guys that have 300 home runs and have 10 or more uh, gold gloves. Johnny Bench, Hall of Famer. Ken Griffey Jr. Andrew Jones, a possible Hall of Famer there. Al Kaline, Willie Mays, Pudge Rodriguez, and Mike Schmidt, and now Nolan Arenado. So that's pretty pretty cool company to be in right there. Yeah. Uh, uh, so anyway, that's pretty much it right there on the Saturday game. So we got to win. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what, we'll take one anyway we can get it because it's been rough. Well, then Sunday comes the rubber game. Can we, you know, the Brewers are the first place team. I saw a lot of trucks out there that had a pole and it had a, it had a flag of every team and the Cardinals were at the bottom because we're in last place and the Brewers were up there at the top. So I was like, oh, that's pretty embarrassing, man. We got to get going. <laughs> Easter Sunday, the Brewers beat us six to one and we really weren't in that game. Um, the Milwaukee had 11 hits to our six. Um, uh, uh Wilford pitched that game and had three earned runs and Palante had three earned runs and we couldn't stop Willie Adonis. That guy was three for four, hit a home run and a double and had three RBIs. And I'm telling you what, that guy's a very, very good player. And he plays with uh, like, like Fernando Tatis Jr. Like pizzazz. A lot of kids were standing up with their jerseys with his name on the back and he'd give them a thumbs up and point to him and stuff. It was really cool seeing that. Even though I'm a Cardinal fan, I, I appreciate that fandom right there. And also, um, Jordan Walker tied. Uh, we had an outfielder named Sierra in 2017 that started his career with, uh, I believe that's nine hits in a row to start, uh, in nine consecutive games, a nine-game hitting streak to start his career. But Sierra was an older player that also put him one game behind Mr. Ted Williams uh, for – uh, second all-time 20 or younger in a for a batting streak which is very very cool um so anyway and kisner was in the game i'm telling you what he's just not hitting a lick i think he's hitting like 125 he had three at bats and he had three strikeouts the guy next to me said is he gonna strike out swinging or what looking at it this time i said looking at it sure enough he struck out looking at it <laughs> we need kisner to get going and Contreras is not hitting much better like right now he's hitting like 190 so We've got a curse on our catchers right now, but I know Contreras will hit. I know he will hit. So, my gosh, man, after three series, we've only got um, three wins, and that's pretty rough. So we go out to, to um, Colorado, and uh, the first game out there, we lose 7-4. to four, And it's just, man, I'll tell you what, Cardinal Nation, you listen to any of the talk shows or, like Vince said, in these podcast or these uh, chat rooms, they're just screaming about our starting pitching, and they should right now. It's not the end of the world because I do believe in these guys, but they're just not getting it done. 
except for Montgomery, who's two and zero. Anyway, we lose seven to four. Mats, uh, he goes five and two thirds, gives up six earned runs, four strikeouts, two walks, and the Cardinals commit two errors. And up to that point, we had went about four games in a row without an error, five games in a row without no errors. So two errors in that game. And I don't know about you, Vince, but when you're in Colorado. I know it's an optical illusion, but the infield just seems bigger and the outfield seems bigger. Uh, it, it seems like balls can get just trickle through the infield that doesn't in other ballparks. I don't know what it is, but it just seems like there's so much area and there's always just a little, you just can't quite get to the ball. I'm not making excuses. We got our butts kicked, but uh, anyway, Goldschmidt went two for three. And I tell you what, Goldie's been fantastic this year. He had two RBIs in that game. And in that, uh, after that game, he's in a cool 361 doing good. Walker got another hit, so he tied Ted Williams. That's fantastic. And then um, Nolan Gorman, who has looked, he's been a bright spot. That kid last year, it was really his rookie year, and he has picked it up. He's not striking out nearly as much, and he's uh, putting the bat on the ball. So right there, <laughs> we've got three wins and seven losses, and it's looking rough. Then we play Tuesday, and we're down six to two, but in the uh, seventh inning, we come up with four runs tied up, and we get three in the ninth, and we win that sucker nine to six over the Rockies. And I'm telling you what, Vince, we needed it so bad. I didn't care how we won. We got a victory. Okay, things are looking a little bit better. In that game, um, we were we were facing their ace, Freeland, who was 2-0 and with hadn't given up a run all year. And, you know, that's the crazy thing about baseball. Um, we ended up uh, getting the win right there, and we took it. Um Let's see. Michaelis went did not pitch very well. Five innings pitched, ten hits, six runs scored. He's his ERA has come down to a cool ten point zero five this year. Good lord, that is horrible. And our but our bullpen was great. Four innings, two hits, seven strikeouts, no runs, and that's they held the fort. And our our hitting came through. And Colorado, there's no lead safe. You can any either team can score quickly and in, in a bunch of runs. So we got a uh, so today we played the third and final game, and I'm glad to say the Cardinals won that game. Um, let's see, I got my notes over here. Uh, Vince, I had them written down. Let's see. Um, we won seven to four. Nolan Gorman hit a, a, his second go ahead home run in the last two, in two days in a row from the eighth inning on. And uh, like I said, that's his fourth home run. He's leading the team in home runs, and he's playing a good defense. Been a big part of the team. Helsley got his third save. Jordan Walker got his 12th hit in a row. And there's a guy he tied uh, named Eddie Murphy. Not the Eddie Murphy. <laughs> yeah. Honest Eddie from... Uh, from Donkey. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Donkey. From 1912 uh, uh, Philadelphia A's. And he had... Uh, 12 hits in a row, and now Jordan Walker has 12 hits in a row for a player 20 or younger and their first 12 games of their career. So that's fantastic. It's fun to see him. It was a broken bat single that just got past the shortstop. Uh, so that was fantastic, and he was hustling all the way. That was good to see. Flaherty looked better, which can't, isn't saying much. He, he didn't set a very high standard, but the first game he walked seven. I think the next game he walked five, and today – he walked one with six strikeouts and went five and a third. And uh, Arenado hit a home run. And uh, and uh, Goldie's hitting 364. Arenado's got 13 RBIs. Gorman's got 10. And 
if the Reds lose tonight, the Cardinals have moved from fifth to fourth. So calm down, Cardinal Nation. Calm down. We're on a roll. Two in a row. We're coming home to play Pittsburgh. So, uh, and uh, of course, I don't know if you want to talk about uh, Onul Cruz, one of their stars is out for a long time now he got hurt on a slide at home so uh hate to see that i'd really like to see o'neill cruz play but that's how it is in cardinal land right now we're one two in a row and we took the series from the rockies well we got great news today ian Happ signed an extension three years 61 million dollars so our our top four in the lineup horner he's been signed to an extension so we've got him for at least four more years um, second, Swanson, we have him for seven years. Third in the lineup, Hap, we have him for this year and then three years after that. And fourth, Suzuki, we have for another, I think, five years. That's fantastic, and, uh, man. So we have locked down the core of not just our our offense, but also our defense. So I'm very happy with that. And now the other players that we have, the, the Hosmers, the Mancinis, the wisdoms, people like that. We can do what Houston did a few years ago when they first started coming up. They had some, they had Luis Valbuena at third base. Uh, gosh, who else did they have? They had Colby Rasmus in center field. They had they had these core players coming up that that they knew were very talented, like Correa. Um, but they they kind of uh piecemealed the other positions until these talented minor leaguers came up and took their place and now that that's where look where Houston is now and that's kind of like where I see the Cubs right now we are locking down those that are in the majors already who we feel are going to be contributors and those that are in the minors we're just kind of biding our time Bellinger is not our center fielder of the future he's just holding a place right now which is okay uh Hosmer Mancini, they're not our first base slash DH of the future. They're just manning the positions right now. Wisdom may be in the long-term plans. He's good if you're going to have a really good team, get that seventh, eighth, ninth place hitter with a lot of power. He can do that as long as he keeps catching the ball third. He has looked much better this year. It's weird. Two years ago, he looked really good as a defensive third baseman. Last year, he forgot how to play defense. This year, he's looking much better again. So very excited about the half sign, half extension. And uh, Saturday, the Cubs, this past Saturday, the Cubs assigns uh, Seiya Suzuki and Brendan Hughes uh, to Iowa for rehabilitation. Suzuki has been playing. He homered today to deep center. And hopefully we're going to see him in the lineup when we get to L.A. this weekend to play the Dodgers. Um, as far as Brendan Hughes goes, I, I haven't really heard if there's any kind of a date. Um, as I mentioned a, a few weeks ago, we did not bring a left-hander out of the bullpen north with us. He's our left-handed option. We are using Mark Leiter Jr., who's got great splits and works really well against left-handers, and he's been doing a fantastic job. But it will be nice to have uh, Hughes uh, come in as a left-handed option. On Monday, we optioned Javier Assad to Iowa, and we brought up Nelson Velasquez, which we really needed uh, because I was sick of watching Trey the Butcher Mancini in right field. Uh, we were watching the game on Easter, and there was a ball that was hit, little, little line shot, 
uh, wasn't hard hit. And he took like a step or two backwards and then ran up and the ball dropped in and uh, uh, just drove me nuts. Um, but anyway, uh, we brought up Velasquez to play right field and uh, I'll get to that. This week we did go four and two. Uh, very good. We were uh, two and one against the Texas Rangers uh, on Friday. We won two to nothing. Uh, Stroman pitched six shutout innings. Uh, Fulmer came in and got the save. Very good win. Texas, I, I have been picked to make the playoffs this year. So I, I was really happy that we, we got a win first uh, game of the uh, series. On Saturday, we won 10-3. to uh, The Rangers looked terrible. They committed five or six errors. I mean, they'd had two the whole season coming in. They just looked terrible. Uh, Wisdom and Gomes both homered, and when Jan Gomes hits a home run, uh, you've you've done something wrong to anger God because uh, Jan Gomes just <laughs> is batting like 125 this year, um, and uh, um, Justice Steele pitched six innings of one run ball. He got the win um, on Easter Sunday. We lost eight to two, and um, I we had the game on, and me and Max were watching it, um, but you know we had family over and stuff, so it wasn't really paying as good as attention as we usually would. Uh, but Tyone got the start, and he gave up a lot of softer hits. Um, there was a, uh, like I said, the the Mancini thing where he should, he, he just pitched to a lot of bad luck. So Tyone this year in his first two starts has a seven ERA. But his FIP, which for those of you who don't know what FIP is, that is what your ERA should be based upon how you're pitching, taking away like lucky hits and softballs, uh, balls that should have been caught or whatever. His FIP is 2.07. So he should be pitching to an ERA of two. It's at seven right now. So he's had some really bad luck. Uh, the only good news about the uh, Easter Sunday game is uh, uh, Rios hit a home run and very happy to see that. Uh, we are, what, uh, 10 games into the season almost, and Rios has uh, barely played. I don't know why we took him north with us if we're not going to play him. But right. when he's in, he hits. But uh, sometimes, Ross, I don't understand what he's doing. Uh, so Monday, uh, we have the, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the uh, Mariners coming into town. And on Monday, we won the game three to two in 10 innings. We were facing their ace. Um, shoot. Is it Kirby? Yeah. It, it ain't Kirby. No, is it? The guy from the Reds last year. Luis Castillo? Castillo. Yeah. Oh, gosh, I, I bring cramp there. Uh, we faced Castillo. So we had Smiley going. Smiley looked terrible in his first start. Smiley pitched great. Five innings of one run ball, one walk, seven strikeouts, and he was vintage John Smiley getting that curve where he wanted it. Um, we scratched off a couple of runs against uh, Castillo, and uh, they tied the game two to two, so one in the tenth. And in the tenth inning, uh, Nico Horner, he walks it off with a single, um, and this is after Nick Madrigal stole third base. He was picked off. The, the pitcher disengaged. Madrigal sprints to third, and it's like, the, the pitcher brain cramped. What do I do? And by the time he threw it to third base, Madrigal was in. So, and then uh, we got the hit to win the game. So we're up one to nothing on a very good Mariners team. Uh, a lot of people picked them to go deep into the playoffs and we've beaten their ace. On Tuesday, this is, this may be the game of the season. Okay. So I, I turn on the game and I'm excited. 
because Wisniewski's pitching. Um, we were down seven to nothing in the second inning. So I'm not happy, but I'm at least still watching the game. In the third, we score eight runs, highlighted by Nelson Velasquez, that guy we just brought up on Friday or, or on Monday, when he hit a grand slam uh, to uh, put us up eight to seven. Uh, Wisniewski did not make it out of the second inning. He did have some bad luck. There were a couple of errors. Uh, Swanson made an error when he tried to flip the ball to uh, Horner for a double play and, you know, out of his glove, it just kind of flicked high and went over his head. Also, uh, there was a uh, hard hit ball to uh, Iron Hands Mancini, who's playing first, and I don't know why he's playing first. You know, on Strat, Strat baseball, yeah. fielding, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, what's the? You want a one or a two to have a good defender. You don't want a three, but you, you'll put up with that. You don't want a four, and you never want a five in a position. Mancini is a five in right field or at first base. And I don't get – Mancini played first Monday and Tuesday, and Hosmer, who has four gold gloves on his shelf, was DHing those games. Like I said, I don't know what Ross is doing. But anyway, uh, he Wisniewski did have some bad luck um, uh, because Swanson had the bad flip and Mancini can't catch a baseball. Um, so we uh, we did uh, uh, come back and we're winning eight to seven. Um, and Swanson, he went four for four that game and had that four for four by the fifth inning. And then he, he kind of took himself out of the game and people were nervous, was he hurt? What had happened was, his wife, Mallory, plays uh, professional soccer for the Chicago team, and she's gearing up for the World Cup, and she blew her knee out. So he had been at the hospital since four that morning while she was having surgery, um, had a full day, a lot of stress when your wife's having surgery, um, the mental anguish, you know, because, you know, you dream of playing in the World Cup, and and it looks like that's not going to happen. It's, it's, you know, it's a traumatic day. He shows up the ballpark. He goes four for four. This is a guy who played 162 games last year. Year before that, played 160 games. He does not take himself out of games. So he took himself out of the game. And, um, um, you know, he, he did show up today, but Ross gave him the day off, uh, which I think he really needed. So, uh, we ended up winning this game 14 to nine. And, uh, it was just one of those emotional games. And it's funny because we're down seven, nothing and we make it seven to four. And then, uh, uh, Velasquez hits the grand slam and I text Max and I texted my dad. Wow. You know, and Max, Oh, I turned the game off. So <laughs> turn it back on. It's really cool. So, so after that emotional win today, we lost five to two. Uh, Stroman pitched six strong innings. He only gave up two runs, but he looked really good. He did take a loss. He's now two and one, but he's only given up two earned runs all season in uh, 24 in or 18 innings. So uh, he's pitching to an ERA uh, of about one right now. Uh, Bellinger drove in both runs uh, with a sacrifice fly and a home run. Um, he's leading our team with 10 RBI. So he's off to a good start. And, uh, Jared Kelnack, I'm glad he's out of town because in all three games, even though we beat them the first two games, he hit BBs out of the yard. 
but they were completely dwarfed by what he hit today. He hit a 482-foot shot. Jim DeShace, who's been doing Cub games for 10 years, said, that's the first time I've seen one out there. And then they asked Pat Hughes, have you seen any balls out there? Because Hughes has been doing the Cub game since the 90s. He said, very few, like Sosa, you know, the steroid era. So uh, Jared Kelnick seems to have found it out. Um, he's hitting great this year, and I'm so glad that he's out of town because, man, he's heating up. So uh, we uh, for the week, we were 4-2 and two, uh, against two teams, uh, one uh, a playoff team last year, one that I think is going to be a playoff team this year. And our schedule has been brutal. Um, we started with the Brewers. We did have the reprieve against Cincinnati where we went one-on-one -on -one and had a rain out. And then it was the Rangers um the mariners and then we go to los angeles then we have san diego we have uh seattle we have to go to seattle um and somewhere in there we do have oakland thrown in i think at the beginning of next week but our first part of the schedule is brutal so if we can tread water right. keep a few games uh, around 500 we have a pretty good shot of being much better in the second half, the, well, the summer on, than we do in the spring. Uh, I guess it's the spring, early, early summer. Um, so if we can just get through this, um, I am I, I'm pleased with the pitching. I am terribly surprised that we have had games where we've scored uh, 12 runs, where we've scored uh, 14 runs, where we scored eight runs. Our offense has been much better than I anticipated, and we haven't even had Suzuki in the lineup, and he is I'm I I'm pretty sure he's our best hitter. So, uh, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of optimism there. So, Vince, uh, I got a, about three statistics here, team stats, because I was hearing so much negativity about the Cardinals. I wanted to see where we ranked. And after Tuesday's game, I went through and looked up team hitting, team pitching, and team fielding. And this is what I saw: the Cardinals and team hitting were the third best hitting team in the National League. With a 286, but care to guess who the number one hitting team is? The Braves, the Chicago Cubs. Really? We're yeah, you, one? you're yeah. It go. You guys are hitting 290. Yeah, the C Cubs are hitting 290. The second best hitting team in the National League is the Phillies, and then we're third with two uh, with a 286. So, uh, you know, I'm just like, okay, our hitting's good. We're up there with the big boys. Team pitching. Uh, the Cardinals are tied for 11th. Now, I thought we'd be 15th. Our bullpens saved our butts, but a starting pitching has been horrible. But this is staff, starters, and bullpen. We're tied with 11th for the, with the Nationals with the, the best pitching. The top pitching team is... Better hope that don't last. <laughs> the, yeah. The top uh, pitching team is the uh, Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, they, they're pitching... Uh, let's see with a 2.51 er team era through tuesday night that's that's a great era and wow. the cubs are second with a uh i believe it's a 3.90 or 2.9 it's 2.9 we're number two yeah one hitting two pitching so you no wonder you guys are looking fantastic then the fielding because i thought well the cardinals are pretty good fielding we're tied for fifth with like three teams but the Cubs are 14th in the National League in fielding right now. But that's because we put Mancini in the field. 
Iron Fist Mancini out there. If you took him off there, you guys probably be about fifth of the league. <laughs> this he's played the outfield before. Yeah. Now, I I understand the wind blows and everything in right field in Chicago. It's a very difficult field to play. It's the most difficult field to play in baseball, right field and Wrigley. And but when there's a a simple line drive that's not hard hit, and your first step is back. And you're, what, 30-something years old and you've been playing baseball all your life? I don't see any excuse for that. That's just like saying, um, I want to be a designated hitter. I'm going to play myself into being the designated hitter. He's almost there. So, yeah, I'm so happy Suzuki's coming back because he's won his gold gloves in Japan. Um, He's had a year of playing in Wrigley and Wright. Uh, Center Phil Bellinger, former gold glover. Left field, Hapsigal Glover. Um, we got Swanson. We've got um, Barnhart, who've won gold gloves, and Horner, who's been a gold glove finalist. So up the middle in the outfit, really good. Um, good. We got Hosmer. When he plays first, he's a former gold glover. He's not what he was, but, you know, he's better than Mancini. Wisdom, if he continues to play, you know, I'm pretty happy with that. Um, I, I know some of our issues um, – Neither catcher have looked really great as far as receiving. There's there's been some balls that have went by that they should have caught, but uh, um, Gomes has has gunned out a few runners this year. And for any catcher, you know this, oh, it's yeah. gunned out a few runners already in the season in the season we're having now. Um, that's pretty good. So, yeah. All right. Well, things look good. Both teams are are doing okay you know it's you guys better than us right now but it's going to be okay yeah there's we used to call baseball used to call this you wanted to get the first two weeks that's called getting out of the blocks it's a track term um where you 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 know set up the sprint and you you have the blocks that your feet are resting in so you can pop out and 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 get to maximum feed speed within a few steps um and both teams have gotten out of the blocks okay. I mean, they haven't screwed themselves. Right. Now, if you really want to see what's good to get out of the blocks, you know, the Rays, you know, start off 12-0 and 0 or 13-0. Oh, they may have my gosh. No. That's, 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 a... that's stupid. Yeah, that's just oh. stupid. But, you know, or you can be like the A's or a team that just, you know, might as well not even join the race. <laughs> that lot, lot just lose two or three in Oakland. Oh, oh, yeah. It, baseball is a crazy game. Nothing's for sure. Statistics are fun, but they don't mean nothing once the game starts. You know, anything can happen. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna spotlight a few classic players, and JJ, you're going to spotlight the redhead, and I'm going to do a surprise. Who wants to go first? Vince, why don't you go first? I like your style. You're you're a good storyteller. I still have Kerry Wood and his information, but I decided to table that because I got a message asking me who a certain player is. Who is this player that I keep bringing up? Who is this legendary player? Who in the heck is B.B. Richards? B.B. Richards. B.B. Richards. <laughs> okay. I'm going to spotlight B.B. Richards, oh. and I'm going to show him some love. And we have maligned him 
on this show. We've kind of teased him a little, a little bit, a little bit, just a little bit. And he has been maligned in his career for those of us who are aware that B.B. Richards had a career. <laughs> um, however, I thought I would spotlight him so you can see where I'm coming from when I make these B.B. Richards jokes or, or references. Uh, he was born Lee Edward Richards on September 18, 1948 in Louisiana, and he played in all or parts of five seasons with the Chicago White Sox. So I feel like I can cheat a little bit here because I'm doing Chicago. And he played his last year with the St. Louis Cardinals. He was primarily a shortstop, uh, but he was not a good defender. In fact, he was a terrible defender. Later, they tried him at first base, a little bit of, or at uh, third base, a little bit of second base, and they try, even tried a little bit of outfield. He had a lot of speed. Um, he was athletically uh, just a tremendous player, but he couldn't put it all together. Um, after the 1975 season, he was traded from the White Sox to the Cardinals for Buddy Bradford and Greg Herlicky. Do you remember Buddy Bradford or, or Greg Turlicky? Buddy Bradford, I remember the name, the other guy. The first time I ever heard of him, right okay. here, right now. Well, as you can see, we got B.B. Richards for, for these, or the Cardinals got B.B. Richards for these two gentlemen. At least I know who B.B. Richards is, so I mean, <laughs> In 1975, December 12th, the Cardinals traded for B.B. Richards. They also had acquired uh, former Cub All-Star shortstop Don Kessinger. And their plan was to have Kessinger be their shortstop, but B.B. Richards was going to spell him quite a bit because Kessinger was getting older. So somehow on opening day, when uh, Shandies did the lineup, Shandy's decided he was going to start B.B. Richards on opening day. Now, here's your backup shortstop to Don Kessinger, a former All-Star, and he's batting second in this lineup. And this had Cardinal fans at the time kind of scratching their heads. Well, who's this guy? Why is he playing short? Um, but anyway, we can ask Red when you do Red. <laughs> you know, hey, why'd you do that? But anyway... Um, uh, Lee got his nickname BB, uh, not from running fast, even though he could run fast. Um, he was a pitcher um, when he was growing up, and he threw the ball very hard. And they said that he threw the ball like a BB. So that's how he got the nickname BB. And then he attended Southern University, and that's where he converted to shortstop. Most people don't know this. In fact, most people don't know who he is, so nobody really knows this. But B.B. Richards was a first-round draft pick from the Chicago, uh, for the Chicago White Sox in 1970, and that was like the sixth pick of the draft. That's how highly thought of he was. Um, it's, it was a little bit different. The draft had only been around for like four years, and some teams did not really scout well. It's not like today where you know, hey – you're drafting guys in the first round. They're pretty much guaranteed to have at least a solid major league career. Not always, but pretty much so. In those days, it, it was much more of a crapshoot. Um, so after uh, watching B.B. Uh, Richards work out, uh, 
BB Richard. I keep calling him Richards. His last name is Richard. My my uh, ex wife's maiden name was Richard, so I shouldn't <laughs> I shouldn't say that. So anyway, after watching Richard work out, White Sox coach Luke Appling, who was a Hall of Fame shortstop himself, yeah. said that he's got good hands and he'll be a good one. Luke was wrong, okay, um, <laughs> but. Part of it may have been that he was rushed because he was just drafted in 1970. He's only 22, and the White Sox had him make his major league debut just a year later, April 7, 1971, and he was the starting shortstop and leadoff batter and uh, against the Oakland A's. And in that game, he did single twice uh, off of Catfish Hunter. So, you know, that's cool. one thing you can tell his grandkids. Yeah. And uh, the, the, the biggest problem, um, you know, there's a great quote by the former football coach, Dave McKay, who was with USC. And then he, he coached the uh, Buccaneers the first few years and they were interviewing him after a game. This is when Tampa Bay was terrible. And uh, he said, we didn't tackle very well, but we made up for it by not blocking either. <laughs> so, even though BB couldn't hit, he made up for it by being a terrible fielder. He committed 26 <laughs> errors his rookie year in just 66, 68 games at shortstop. And so he kind of went up and down uh, from the majors to the minors over the next few years. Um, he spent four years with the White Sox, and uh, Harry Carey was then the announcer, uh, TV announcer, color guy for the Cubs. And uh, he uh, he called Richards, BB uh, Richard the juggler because of him bobbling balls. And one day after uh, Richard had committed a pair of errors, a hot dog wrapper blew on the field and Richard picked it up. And Harry quoted, uh, it's the first thing he's picked up all night. Oh. <laughs> Players he didn't like, by the way. So on uh, April 9th, the Cardinals, they opened their season opener against the Cubs. Uh, and Red Shandies posted the batting order. Number batting first was Lou Brock. Secondly, Richard. Third, McBride. Four Simmons, fifth Reggie Smith, sixth Keith Hernandez, seventh Hector Cruz, eight Mike Tyson, uh, who went on to have a great boxing career, and pitching that day was Lynn McLaughlin. Um, yeah. So McLaughlin retires the first two hitters of the game, and Bill Madlock comes up to bat. He hits a ground ball, a simple ground ball to uh, Richard, and he booted the ball. So his first chance with the Cardinals was an error. Um uh, Richard did uh, get a single that day and four bats and the Cardinals won five to nothing. And then the next day um, the world uh, kind of came into alignment again and Kessinger was back at shortstop. So in 13 games, um, six is a starter, uh, starter uh, at shortstop for the Cardinals um, for the first part of the season. BB committed four errors and by July 15th, his batting average was 0.059. But he rebounded and he finished the season with a batting average of 176 and he had one stolen base. And then they released him after the season and he never played big league ball again. Uh, just a few stats. He was a career 209 hitter. Um, he, even though he had great speed, he stole 12 bases in his career. He was caught 12 times. So even though he had great speed, he was not a great base stealer. Um, he did hit two home runs in his major league career. Um, and defensively, um, he had a uh, fielding percentage of 923, which is pretty atrocious for, as yeah. going to say, a fielder, but for a baseball player, that's pretty atrocious, unless you're like in Little League. 
So um, we we've kind of had a little bit of fun at at uh, Mr. Richards Mr. Richards' expense, um, but he is still alive, um, uh, seventy four years old, and he can say something that none of us say. He did have a big league career. He was a number one draft choice. Um, he uh, hit big couple of big league home runs. He sold some big league bases. Uh, he got hits off Catfish Hunter. Um, he's got some things that he could tell his grandkids. So when I've made my references to B.B. Richard, just joking around, that's who I'm talking about. All right. B.B. Richard. I Never. love it. <laughs> I love it when you cover not the, the the superstar players, but just a player that was in the, in the you know, that was out there. Because I learn a lot. Uh, a lot of people message me about your stories about Dave Kingman. That was one of their favorites they did because – a lot of that stuff we didn't know. And I'll tell you what, B.B. Richards, I hardly knew much about him except he played for the Cardinals. That was it. So I appreciated that one. Well, thank you. Yes, sir. Well, I have... Tell me about a Hall of Famer. Well, these are kind of easy to do because Red Shandings, I, I love this guy. I got this signed. He actually was at a card show and he was a coach for the Cardinals. He wasn't the manager. This was more like the Joe Torre years. And uh, he had to get back to the ballpark, but there was about 50 people in line. And he said, no, I'll stay here and get these signed and then we'll, I'll have to go. So I just, we'll just make it snappy and I'll sign everything. So he signed a couple of cards and this picture for me. And uh, it's Albert Red Shandings. And of course, he's the old redhead because he had red hair. I have a couple of cards here I'd like to show. These are some of my tobacco cards from 1952. So Tony Pruno, eat your heart out. Right here, I got a 1952 uh, Redmond right there. And then I've got the other tobacco. Oh, this is the Redmond. There you go, 1952. Looks more like a drawing. And that's the back of the cards back there in 1952. To me, that doesn't seem long ago, but you know what? That's been a while now, 1952. Hmm, 70 years. So. 70 years, I know. But to me, 50s don't, I don't know. I'm just an old, I guess I'm getting old. I was born in 63. So the 50s don't seem that long ago to me. You are old. I am old. I've never seen a person that old. (laughs) How are you walking around at this age? I'm a a freak, you know. I'm selling tickets. My wife's selling tickets. People can come and, like, throw some chips at me, and I'll eat them. But uh, on the left field wall, he's the second guy on there. Of course, Ozzy is number one, and Red is number two. And these are all the retired numbers of the Cardinals all the way up to – Augie number 85 but anyway they retired his number but red was a baseball lifer uh he has he spent he was in baseball for 76 years and 67 of them were with the st louis he was in uniform for the st louis cardinals as a player a coach and a manager now um he's born over in illinois your neck of the woods germantown he's an illinois fella uh he got drafted uh, I'll get to that in a minute. He lived from 1923 to 2018, and he um, he lived 95 years. He was a St. Louis Cardinal. Uh, he played 19 years for the Cardinals, uh, 1945, right after the war, uh, through 56. He was traded. We had a general manager who came over here, and he traded Red Shandings to the Braves, Milwaukee Braves. He traded Ena Slaughter to the Yankees, and he was going to trade stand the man and that's when augie said no and he fired the general manager but he came in and he made those two moves and uh once they even mentioned stand in a trade they said no we're not doing that yeah that's so, when augie coined the term uh wtf 
the first one to coin that term. <laughs> was that where that came? See, you learned so much on here. <laughs> I know. But it you sounds did. good. It sounded great. He also played a few years with the Giants and the Braves, and he won a World Series with the Braves. Redwood, as a player, was on 10 All-Star teams. He had a lifetime batting average of 289, and he had 2,449 hits. That's fantastic. And he was a second baseman doing all that. Um, a five-time world champion as a player on the 64 and 67 Cardinals. And he also, uh, the eight, he was a coach with the 82 Cardinals when uh, Whitey Herzog was the manager. Uh, in, he's in the St. Louis Cardinal Hall of Fame. And uh, uh, he was inducted to uh, Cooperstown in 1989. Uh, he, he was... He went in the army in 1945, but he was he got a medical discharge after he suffered an eye injury and some trauma from firing a bazooka. I've never fired a bazooka, but I'm sure it's a pretty traumatic uh, yeah. thing to do. So uh, he spent about a year in the armed forces, and then he he went to the minors and became a baseball player. Red came up as a shortstop, but the Cardinals had Marty Marion, one of the all-time Cardinal greats. And so they made him a second baseman, and he was a second baseman from that moment on. And over 12 years as a manager, you know, I, I'll be honest, I started watching, I started being aware of the Cardinals in 73, and Red was the coach every year all the way up uh, through, I believe it was 77. And when they, when he got fired, I remember the Post-Dispatch had a picture of him with a box, and he's cleaning out his desk. And I didn't think you could fire a manager. I thought it was like the Pope. You were anointed the manager and you were there until the day you died. I didn't know they fired him because Red Shanings was, a, you know, with the Cardinals from 64 or uh, no, that was Johnny Southam, 65, I believe, all the way up to 76. And he's got 1,041 wins and 955 losses. Now, I don't know if Red was a uh, more of a, a uh, strategist, but he was a calming effect. He was a longtime Cardinal. Uh, the players respected him. He had some good coaches on his staffs. And um, there's a famous picture from Sports Illustrated in 1967, which is one of my favorite pictures. It's the great Cardinal team of 67, and they're all sitting in front of their lockers and street clothes, and their jerseys are hanging in the hanging in the lockers. And I think it goes from McCarver all the way over to Kurt Flood and Gibson at the end. And and he's, and then uh, Shane Deeks is sitting on a stool there. And I have seen people who have that uh, framed and every player signed underneath their picture. And that's pretty cool. I do not have that. Yeah, that, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, uh, Red was a longtime friend of Stan Musial. And they were lifetime friends. When the Cardinals would go on the road, Players had a, they shared a room on the road and it was always Red and Stan. And uh, the bobblehead they they put out is of two of the all-time greats, kind of the, the the two great players of that decade, like the Goldie and Arenado of, the, of those years, uh, Stan and Red. And uh, up until when Stan passed away, I mean, they were always did things together and, and talked and everything. And uh, one of the years, uh, I think it's the last year Red played, uh Stan was the general manager of the team. I think he was general manager for one year. But uh anyway, some of the things Red did in Cardinal history, he is seventh in hits with 1,980. He is sixth in runs with 1,025. 
eighth in doubles with 352, seventh in games played, and fifth in at-bats. And uh, is there anything else I can tell you about Red? Just go on YouTube, watch him. Um, He wasn't a flashy player, very good fundamentally player, great with the double plays, a good stick. A lot of great memories with him playing. That was before my time, but I went back and just watched the archives of him playing and uh, talked to a lot of the old timers that said, oh, no, he was a very, very good player. So uh, there's not a lot of second basemen in the Hall of Fame. So I think collectively that's why Stan or uh, Red is in the Hall of Fame as just the years he put in. Uh, And there at the end of his uh, years, he was still hitting fungos to the Cardinal outfielders during during backing practice you know so red's just a big part of the organization and that's one thing i love about the cardinals we have all these players that spent so many years not as many as red but uh have been a big part of the family for a long long time so that's my report on red shandings right there yeah when i was um 11 years old i think 10 or 11 when he got fired i was on the verge of turning 11 he got fired the summer of 77 and I grew up in the Metro East area and I didn't get the post-dispatch. We got the Alton Telegraph. And when he got fired, there was not the picture of him taking stuff out. He was looking at a portrait of himself in the office. And I don't know what the portrait of him was as a player or what, but he was looking at that. And I read the caption that he was fired and, you know, he won the World Series, took him to the World Series, 67, 68, won the World Series. I started crying. So that that's one of the few times that something like that in baseball brought me to tears. And that didn't happen again, probably until Field of Dreams. So <laughs> you're a good man, Vince. You're a good man. So, yeah, he, he was a St. Louis institution. Uh, really was he was the ted drews of baseball (laughs) jj what are you opening up oh i'm going i'll be doing this one for a while the 2023s julio rodriguez on there yeah the 2023 tops i'm still doing these uh 87 dodgers i've i've got four more of these left so um we'll be doing that for another month so (laughs) <laughs> well let me straighten these bad boys out and see what we got here well we we saw this card last week dylan cease <laughs> yeah that's like a bad yeah i know that i keep just the, recycling the cards <laughs> saving some money. I, you know, I just opened up the pack saving them shut well you know what this was in last week's pack too shane mcclanahan from tampa bay mm. yeah. what the heck and you know what? We talked about this guy too. I don't know. They see me coming and just ha ha. They, you know, they got all the good. Well, not the. I won't say that. But uh, Ian Happ with his home run swing. There he is. Twenty million a year, man. That's right. Uh, Giovanni Gallego, so the Cardinals, who pitched today and did a very. He's looking much better this year. Looking good. I just hope Ollie don't uh, run him into the ground. Let's see here. Oh, you talked about this guy. This this is a new card. We haven't seen this one. You've talked about this guy, though. Aaron Ashby. Oh, yeah. Father, father pitched a big league, the first place Brewers. But it won't be for long. Cubs and Cardinals are coming on your tails, guys. 
I saw this guy pitching Kansas City last year, Brad Keller. Yeah. Got the, the ball in flight right there. Yeah, his his wife, she doesn't talk much. Her name's Helen. <laughs> I have a terrible Helen Keller joke. Should I tell it? I, I don't know. Is it family friendly? Yeah. Did you know? Oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. No, it's it. Yeah, I can't do it. Those of you who would like to hear or to know the transcript of the Helen Keller joke from JJ, just send your request to one card, one cup, one beer at gmail.com and we will answer it. Yes. Oh, I want to so bad. Okay. Catcher for the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates, Roberto Kelly, right there. There you go. Yes. Let's see. Who the heck is it? Oh, Adrian Hauser from the Brewers. He has done very good this year. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. And he's got the Brew Crew shirt on, just like I got over here. Okay. Uh, uh, Seattle Mariner catcher, Kyle Riley, future star, right there. Let's see here. Oh, uh, New York Met, Starling Marte. Oh, very good. Yeah, and there's some teams that have – the Phillies haven't got out of the blocks good either, guys. All you Cardinal fans out there getting crazy. Nolan Gorman, I tell you what, he's looked so good this year. Uh, he's looking fantastic. Um, Let's see. Uh, Oh, uh, Cleveland Guardian. I'm just now getting where I can say Guardian. It took me about a year to get – Learn that Oscar Gonzalez of the Cleveland team. Nice. There you go. Oh, another guardian, Owen Miller, a first baseman, second baseman. There he is. Okay. And then evidently these chrome ones are worth a little more, but oh, you're going to have to help me with the first name, Torres. Right there. Gravier? I can't say his name. I, I can't see it. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's he's one of the better players. They threw an old style looking card in there, a Trevor Story of the Red Sox. Ah. There you go. And then there's two of these uh stars of the MLB. One is uh Rushman from the Orioles. Oh yeah. He's only in the second year, and look at that. They got him featured already. He's a stud. That guy's great. Yeah. Future, the future's bright. And, of course, on the front of the card, this kid's also got a superstar of the MLB, Julio Rodriguez, right yeah. there. Fantastic. Glad to see him leave town before, before he hurt us. So I feel the same way, Vince. We didn't have to face Corbin Burns. We got out of uh, Colorado with two out of three wins, and they really didn't get clicking yet. So we'll take our two and three and get the heck out of there. Okay, I'm going to open up the 87 Dondrus. Oh, and one of the reasons I love opening up the old cars is because I got a chance to get a Hall of Famer. That's kind of cool. Oh, and yeah. uh, once more, we got a puzzle piece, Stand the Man. Stand the Man. Uh, oh, we had this guy a few weeks ago. Um, his, uh, we know his, uh, his, his brother. Uh, John Catfish. This is Kevin Bass. Big man I should have said John Crappie. So, but anyway, <laughs> uh, former White Sox outfielder, good fourth outfielder, Jerry Harrison. Oh yeah, yeah, he's been around the league a while. Uh, former Ranger Sean Hillegas. Not much about him. 
Uh, I remember the name. This guy had a solid career, uh, played for uh, the Rangers, Mariners, and I think the Guardians, Pete O'Brien. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, listen to these home run totals. Um, 18, 22, 23, 23, just very consistent. So, Oh, former all-star center fielder, one of the best defensive center fielders ever. Uh, World Series hero for the Toronto Blue Jays. This is when he played for the Angels, Devon White. Devon White, yeah, very good defensive player. Uh, former Cardinal had a had a season or two with the Cardinal Expo and uh, Rocky. Uh, a lot of people think this should be a Hall of Famer, Andreas Galarragas, the big cat. Oh yeah, he was on that Rocky team that they had like four guys that hit thirty home runs on that team. And this is an outfielder for that great team, 1988 Oakland A's team, Mr. Mike Davis. Oh, yeah. Oh, the pride of Peoria, Illinois. He set a rookie record with like, let me make sure I get this right. Uh, 323 batting average, 207 hits. Um, now, he didn't set the rookie record, but he came close with the hits. Uh, Kevin Seitzer, who never matched those numbers again. I'll be darned. Yep. Had a nice oh, career. Excuse, excuse me, I said from Pure. He's he he was born at his he's from Lincoln, Illinois, and I should know that. That's where my dad lives. But anyway, oh, uh, this man survived uh, mouth cancer. Uh, former Brave, Cleveland Indian, and Los Angeles Dodger, Brett Butler. Great bunner, very yeah. good bunner. Oh, and this is one of the wackier players in uh, baseball history. Uh, former Dodger, former Cardinal, Pedro Guerrero. <laughs> oh, I finally got a Hall of Famer, the greatest leadoff hitter in the history of baseball, Ricky. Rick the Quick. Oh, yeah. Greatest stolen base guy ever. Uh, second baseman for the Red Sox, played in the 86 World Series, Marty oh, Barrett. Yeah. Oh, and here's a guy who is a World Series hero. And every time you see World Series clips, he's going to be a part of that. Kirk Gibson, when he played for the Tigers. Running around, pumping that fist. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, Vince, we may have not had that moment had we had the pitch clock because he was barely able to get out there. No, 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 no. Um, I meant to bring this up. I'm, I'm listening to High Heat yesterday. Okay. And they had, and he had Bob Costas on. And that's the reason why I listen to High Heat because Chris Russo just grates on me. He had Bob <laughs> Costas on. And they, they overlaid the pitch clock on that sequence. Never was the pitch clock violated. Oh, really? Okay. And even there's only one time when a timeout's called, and that's when Gibson stepped out of the box to reset his thinking, and then he hit the home run on the next swing. So, oh, yeah. Okay. That's, I stand corrected. All right. I, I, that's what I thought, and Casas got on there, and he he corrected it. So, well, they just they played would the game know. quicker then. You know, they just got the ball and threw it. Um, here's the uh, uh, guy who was trying to be Dave Kingman, Rob Deere. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And a uh, former outfielder designated hitter. Uh, I think he also did some catching for the Orioles. Um, uh, he was coming off a 31 home run season, Larry Sheets. Oh, nice career. Yeah, nice player. But I, did, I got some good players on the Hall of Famer. I'm very, very happy. Yeah. One of my favorite players, one of my favorite people, Ricky Henderson, such a character. We're going to get him as a guest sometime, and he will take over the show, and we'll go about eight hours with just Ricky. 
Because we, we got that kind of pull, baby. <laughs> we got that pull. We're going to get a player one day. I tell you, we're going to scour the universe. We're going to get a player one day. So this week we have the uh, – we'll be in Los Angeles and Oakland. Uh, where are the Cardinals going to be? The Cardinals come home. We're on the homestand, and we've got the Pittsburgh Pirates for four games and the Arizona Diamondbacks. And I – I don't know. Let, I it looks like things are getting a little bit better. Pitching's a little bit better. The bullpen's been great. We're hitting. We're finding out the combinations. Everything seems. Ollie, the last two games has pulled some good strings. Things are going in the good direction. Five and seven. I'll take that, and we'll see what's happening. There is nothing that can set your pit, reset your pitching like Pittsburgh and Arizona at home. You you should. You should reset it there and be fine for the rest of the season. So, well, JJ, you have a good week. You too, and sir. Next week and next week when we talk, uh, the Cardinals and the Cubs will be fighting for first place, and those Brewers are going to be like one and five for the weekend. Yeah, yeah, going down now. <laughs> so we'll see how good that prediction is. But thank you for joining us, and we will see you next week.